Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast. I'm Stetson. And I'm Gabe. In this episode, we are covering the Techtober releases. We have new products from Microsoft, Facebook, Amazon, uh, Unique, GoPro, Skydio, Sony, and Narbox. This is going to be Fujifilm. Everyone, Fujifilm. Basically, everyone, if you haven't released something in your company, what are you doing right now? Exactly. This, this, is, this the, is the time to do it. Exactly. Yeah, this is the Techtober time of the year. Uh, you know, I from there are definitely some companies we haven't heard of uh, releasing stuff yet, but I can guarantee by the next podcast episode, we'll be talking about their products out then too. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of like, Gabe, everyone, you know, at Pumpkin Patch, all the pumpkins just get ripe this okay. time of year. Yep. Everyone's ready to make their own pumpkin. It's like those pumpkins are just tech devices They've been growing on these vines, and now they're ripe for the picking. Or it's like it's an orchard, and there's apple products growing in the tree. Oh, wait. Oh, whoa. Oh, my God. I love it. There actually isn't, though, because there is no apple news for once. This is a rare... That's unusual. Yeah. That's unusual. No apple news. They had their moment, though. So let's let's dive in. Uh, Gabe, where do you you want to start with this? Well, well, first, I want to start with the fact that this is quick news, quick news, quick news. Quick news. But not... But not... Quick news, quick news, quick news, quick news, because it's going to be the whole episode, basically. So, uh, yeah, let's let's dive in to some smart devices first. Uh, you had Amazon announcing in a big event they had their new Echo range of products. They do this every fall. And, yeah, they, they always, last year, I think they announced a, a microwave that had Alexa built in. And this year, oh, they you just triggered it. Everyone, no, be sorry. Um, well, whatever, just mute your devices right now if you have any uh, Echoes in your room. Uh, Because they're going to get triggered a lot because we're going to be saying Alexa a bunch of times. I already turned mine off in advance. So, yeah, this year, uh, the main thing we saw, of course, is a big update to their existing Echoes. You know, you saw the new Echo 3, which is a third-gen Amazon Echo, starting at $9.99. Pretty similar uh, to the last one. The only difference, really, is that it's just kind of like a slightly more rounder shape, and it's going to be coming in a blue color. They also have a new Amazon Echo Dot, which is a smaller little like short stack one. And the cool thing I love, I don't know, have you seen a picture of it, Stetson? Of the Echo Dot? No, I have, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, to me, it looked like it was the same as last year. Oh, oh well, look, oh. look it up. Oh. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, yeah. is this, are you talking about the new, uh, what are they, LEDs that are embedded in the side of the Echo Dot to display oh. Time and exactly. Yeah, that's, and- that is what I'm talking about. I really love this aesthetic. Um, it's kind of like combining new and the old. You know, it's like an old style, uh, like the analog or not analog, the digital like alarm clock that you have beside the bed. That kind of typeface, but now merged with the modern Amazon Alexa device. That's really smart. A little bit of extra features to go with your uh, Echo Dot. I think I think it really makes this product a little bit more compelling. Uh, kind of nice to just be able to see information like the time and the temperature without having to ask your assistant. Well, you know what? It's kind of a little scary, though, and this is why, because it goes to show that Amazon is able to collect data from all the requests, right? And they're able to see over the past maybe like three years, like maybe the top request or like one of the top requests has been maybe, Alexa, what time is it? Or Alexa, um, how much time left on my timer? Or Alexa, you know, dot, 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 something that's a numerical answer numerical right that's the word yep that's the uh, word. and so now they've put a you know a little numerical display on their echo dot because they do also have you know they released the new echo shows uh, which are their screen smart devices 
And those have been really slower selling, definitely, because they're more expensive and people are a little bit more resistant to, you know, bring a screen dis- another screen display because the idea of the whole Echo is that it's you don't have to interact with a screen, right? Right. It's it's a way to communicate with your assistant, get things done. You shouldn't really need a, a display, but to your point, and you know, I think it's been great. Amazon's been able to do this, compile frequent requests, and then just put that information up front. So we had the new Echo Dot, the new Echo. I saw they had a new Echo Studio, and this was pretty yeah. cool. This um, one, this one looks like it's coming right at the uh, HomePod. Oh, deep, deep dig at the HomePod. In fact, it actually looks like the HomePod, in my opinion. Very similar resemblance. Yep. Um, and it does basically the same thing, where it's a smart speaker. It'll actually use sound waves to model the room and make adjustments to the speaker and how it projects sound to hopefully provide a better acoustic experience in the given room and arrangement that it's in. Uh, it can also connect to a Fire TV so you could potentially use this as, instead of a sound bar, just an Echo Studio speaker uh, powering your TV audio. Yeah, and then, you know, easily able to make requests, you know, say, play this, stuff like that. Uh, it has Dolby Audio, which is awesome, Dolby Atmos Audio, so it can do, like, that full surround sound because it projects sound up, down, and everything. And so, yeah, that's at $200, though, a little bit more expensive. Less than the HomePod. Less than the HomePod. Definitely less than a HomePod. Definitely also less than the Google Max. um, Oh yeah, that was four hundred. Yeah, so you can get two of these for the same price. Uh, And then on the cheaper end of devices, they introduced. They also introduced the Echo Flex, which is a little like plug-in that you know, like a outlet, right? You plug in um, to the wall, and it just hangs on the outlet in the wall, and you're able to, you know ask for Alexa to do stuff, which is, I think the use of this is like either in a bathroom, maybe, you know, you can plug it into the outlet and it just sits right there on the outlet thing itself. Um, or in like maybe on a ca- above a counter, if you don't want to take up counter space, it's maybe like the size of, I don't know, a deck of cards, kind of square little yeah, white device. I guess if you had a, a deck of playing cards and you just like smash that together with a five watt power brick. I love this um, is a Stetson size comparison. Yeah. And then you can just plug that deck of playing cards into the outlet. That's basically what we're looking like uh, here. Yeah. I was actually $25 only. So that's pretty reasonable as well. It is, it is reasonable. I was wondering like what, what this device was for. It didn't really seem to do anything. But to your point, um, I finally understood it where really... The point of this device is to bring Alexa into more homes within your house. Maybe kitchen, you have an outlet right there, but you don't want to have a power adapter and then a cable, and then you have your Echo Dot. This, it just literally plugs right into the wall, and that's going to provide um, your Alexa interface. You can, you can you know, ask questions, all that jazz. Uh, again, and- I, th- I think this was... Uh- Amazon's, you know, ability to harvest tech, uh, like data that they harvest were able to data. harvest data fresh from the, uh, the fresh from, fresh the, from fields. the fields. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I think because a lot of people who bought the Amazon Echo Dot, I think were also I had looked at buying it. I didn't actually end up purchasing it, but the companies were making these things that you could mount them right uh to it would like be a, like a little plastic thing that you attach to your wall socket. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and then you could just nestle hang right in yeah, there, right on the wall. Uh, and I think so we saw, oh, a lot of people are purchasing these. Why don't we make a device that's cheaper and, yeah, is able to fill that need for you people? Can, you can also get some accessories for this guy. I saw one that had just a nightlight. So if yeah. you're one of those people, keeps a nice nightlight in, the, in your bathroom at night so you can 
um, see you around, you can just boom, get that Alexa, get that nightlight. And what was those one other thing, right? Wasn't there another accessory for it? Nightlight or, oh, a motion sensor. That's what it was. So you can use it to trigger hue stuff. Which I, know you're I like big, that. I'm you're down a big with that. Hue fan. I'm a big, I'm a big hue user over here. Yeah. Um, and then also, now, so, oh, okay. Oh, do you, uh, you want to, oh, no, the other, the other three things they released a bit more, uh, futuristic, a bit more like cutting edge tech. First one was some earbuds. Yeah, these were these were um, these are actually really nice. I think they had a strong partnership with Bose on this one. So these are wireless earbuds. I would say they're most similar to Bose's wireless earbuds in terms of design aesthetic. They are active noise canceling. I think I wrote down yes, noise canceling. Yeah, so active noise canceling, um, and they're using Bose's technology for that. Those start at one hundred thirty dollars. Um, I guess something I saw in the keynote is they now have uh, Fetch, which is a device to locate your dog. Pop this on the collar, and it'll use um, Amazon Sidewalk, which is, my understanding, a low bandwidth connection for tracking device location, even when it's far away from the source of the Wi-Fi. Um, and then I guess I'll plow through a couple more things here where we have Ring Camera, outdoor camera, and then the Ring Indoor Camera. So kind of building on well, that these are these system. are yes these are not technically not Echo devices but Echo owns these companies just to clarify for people. Well, Amazon owns the companies. That's uh, what did I say? You said Echo. 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 Yeah. Okay. Amazon. Amazon is the owner of Ring, and so they had some new cameras. Yep. And um, they also had new uh, some new stuff from Eros, the Wi-Fi company. Oh yeah, new new uh, Eero Wi-Fi router. Yep. You can use um, Alexa. <laughs> Wait, this is really funny. Okay. They said. Uh, you could say, Alexa, turn Wi-Fi off for dinner. Like, as if someone is just going to shut down the internet while they're having dinner. I think um, it's... A lot of people do, though, for, like, families. I think yeah, you're... I, yeah, I doubt it. No, I mean, because, like, if you don't want your kids to be on, like, screens during dinner, right? You're like, all right, put down your phones. And they just keep, you know, all right, fine, we'll just turn off the Wi-Fi. Oh, and then they just use would, up all that'd your data. That would be painful. That would be painful. But, yeah, no, it's, I mean... It's a it's a nice thing, and you can even turn it off for specific devices, or say create a guest network, which is kind of yeah. Cool, I so. liked the guest network feature. That was that seemed smart to me. But uh, anyways, the two uh, the two like really futuristic products that I wanted to talk about was the Amazon uh, Echo Frames and the Amazon Echo Loop. Yeah, these were these were two interesting devices from Amazon, kind of like fashion accessories, right? So, Gabe, what are we what are we looking at? With the frames, did you get that? That was a pun. I wasn't even like intending that. It works out really well. What was well. the pun there? What, was what are we looking at with the frames? What 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 was the pun? You don't see it. I don't see it. Oh, I get it. That's a good pun. No, I yeah. I, all right, very good. Going for the puns. Coming. I'm not on my pun game today, but thank you for taking over. Oh uh, yeah, with the echo frames, basically think uh, Google Glass, but nothing visually coming in. So basically, it's just. Uh, glasses frames that have Alexa in them that have a smart it's, assistant. No, like, no visual pop-up display, nothing. <laughs> Just like take your regular glasses and strap an Amazon Echo to the side of your head. That's right. It's it's yeah. almost as if Snapchat made spectacles and then forgot to put the cameras in and instead accidentally ended up with Amazon Alexa in there. Yeah. So these are, yeah, it's an interesting idea. I'm not positive how uh, popular they will be. You know, I, I've been thinking for a while, this is where we're going, you know, with the Apple AirPods and everything. We'll just all be wearing those headphones 
and speaking to our little AI assistants the whole day and not talking to each other. That's probably the future, so yay, exciting. Uh, but these are kind of near there. They're starting at uh, actually 250 though they do have They're an invita- invitation-only price of 179 if you somehow get an invite. Uh, no clue on when these will actually be out. But yeah, if you wear glasses or just like to be a hipster and wear glasses and want to be on the cutting edge of tech, these are a cool thing. The other thing is the Amazon Echo Loop, which... What is that, Stetson? It's that, basically I, that, you become engaged to your assistant where... You put on yeah. your engagement ring, you're ready to go, and it's a ring. That's what that's what Echo Loop is. It Amazon has, pretty much always has to release Echo in uh, some form that you're like, um, why? Wait, what? Why? <laughs> Last no. year was a microwave. Amazon, no. This year it's a ring. Uh, it's and got two two microphones it, in it, a speaker, and a haptic engine, so you can interact with your assistant, get answers. I just I don't know I. Yeah, it's 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 uh, day one again. Price at one twenty nine ninety nine if you get an invite, uh, but then it's going to be one eighty eventually. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I just I, I, let's I, move prove on. me let's wrong. Just... Prove me wrong. They could prove me wrong. You know, a year from now, I could have a ring Amazon loop on every finger, because uh, it does. I mean, I get it. What they're trying Dude, to wouldn't do wouldn't that is... cause an echo? All right, we're uh, now we're moving on. In the, <laughs> in the smart speaker realm, let's move on. And smart device realm, let's move on. Also, uh, this was right after we released our last episode, so it's a bit old now. But Facebook did refresh their portal lineup, which, oh yeah, Facebook has the portal, right? We forgot about that oh. kind of. Oh yeah, wait, yeah, I just haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, um, so. yeah. Let's here. Let me. I got to pull up the web page for this. I, I want to give props to Facebook. I think they have a great website uh, for their portal devices. So Facebook, web developers, well done. I like it. All right. Here's what we're looking at. Portal TV. This is a device like the Xbox 360. What was that called? That that little bar. Wow, you are, that's, I mean, that's a dated reference, but the Connect, yes. Yeah, thank you. It All does right. kind of look like that. Xbox 360 Connect looking device, 149. You have the portal yeah, mini. Yeah, and, and well, well, just to be clear, that sits under, your, yeah, like the Connect, sits under your TV or on top of your TV, uh, uses your TV as the screen, and then that device is merely the camera and the Alexa-like smart speaker because it does all the portal devices have use Alexa. So it's actually very, I put these together very well, like pat on the back there for me. Yeah, props to Gabe. Yeah. Props to Gabe. Um, oh, yeah, moving on, portal mini. Portal mini, this is a 129 device it's similar to the ipad mini i would say it's got an eight inch display yeah similar um, to the echo show eight inch yeah as well yeah or, right, the, or the google what is it the google what's their google device google home home something nah, nah, i don't know google whatever there there's too many of these they haven't uh, come out with new ones so we shouldn't be no they did it. they released it in uh june we talked about it on the io i think oh yeah but, yeah. They, anyways, there's too many of these different smart screens and smart devices. This is uh, predicted by technology companies to be the biggest new market. So they're all dumping millions of dollars into R&D and releasing products, and they're keeping the prices low. Which actually, before we move on, t- back to the circling back to the Alexa devices and those Echo devices, I would advise people don't buy them now. Wait until Black Friday. Oh, they're because, dropping. Yeah, smart speakers and smart devices especially ones by Amazon are the ones that see the biggest price drops on amazon.com. And so, yeah, I could expect, and most years, like right their new echo third gen, you'll most likely see, even though it's nine ninety nine, you'll probably see for seventy nine ninety nine 
possibly even $69.99. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know if the same is true for Facebook's devices. Maybe. No, they, they usually they usually also do a pretty big Maybe discount. when they're a flop, they'll be on a huge discount. Yeah. Um, so then you have the Portal, which is a 10-inch display. Uh, yep. So yeah, if you wanted a bigger display. And then you also have the Portal Plus, which is the still the most ugly um, device ever created, I think. It rotates vertically. Yeah, if you haven't seen a picture of this, it, it retains the old Portal Plus design. And it's just, yeah, it's just gross. Just, just, wow. I mean, brace yourself. If you want to check these out, I think Best Buy is probably your best bet. They had the Portal, yeah. the original Portal when I was there. Um, yeah, these are interesting devices. What What is kind of cool, what I do like what they're doing is they're using what they call an AI smart camera because, of course, everything needs to have AI attached to it, integrated yeah. it in some way. You got to put AI. You got to put machine learning. You got to put all those buzzwords in there. Yeah, yeah. Our our podcast is now just powered by AI. We're using AI yeah. to edit it right now. Well, we're not even talking. We've just recorded our voices before. Um, this is an AI-generated yeah. podcast, everybody. Yeah. So, well, AI talking about AI. We're getting kind of meta. Moving yeah. on. This camera can track subjects and adjust the field of view and framing of the video depending on where you are and um, where you're moving to. Uh, so that is that is really nice and kind of nice. Yeah, that's what that's what they've liked to um, really push because that's the one thing they kind of have over other uh, cameras, over other smart speakers, is that you're supposed to use it with Facebook Messenger basically, which is annoying because it's locked into only that one service. And then yeah, you can be you know chatting with someone over uh, Facebook video chat. And you can be walking around your room and it'll keep you centered in the frame. Even though the camera doesn't actually move, it's using a wider field of view and just cropping in to track you and keep you so you're not off in a corner, tiny, and someone can barely see you. Which, honestly, I don't really spend a lot of time talking to people and walking around. Well, I usually just carry my phone, right? That's what if you're gonna That's what most people someone, do because yeah. they're using FaceTime or, or, I don't know, Google, Google Duo maybe. Yeah. But this this I will don't know. work with WhatsApp also, by the way. I, I think, I mean, also there's the whole issue of uh, Amazon. Well, yeah, because Facebook owns uh, um, uh, WhatsApp. So, But there this, there's the whole issue of Facebook's privacy thing, which they also, this is, you know, a lot of people still aren't comfortable with their products. So that remains to be seen. But yeah, check them out. You know, that's another company in smart devices that you possibly could look to. All right, moving on, because yeah, we're, we're already 20 minutes in and we just have brushed the surface. Let's smart get into devices. Yeah, let's get into some cameras because I love cameras. I'm I, waiting for a camera to be released. Gabe, yeah, specifically actually, the A7S three. We had a new Sony camera. Okay, oh my god, yeah. Gabe! What? <gasps> Full oh frame god. mirrorless camera. Yes, and continue. It's a, it's a Sony. A, it'll shoot 4K. Sony. 30. Uh, okay, Sony A nine. Okay, 4K 30. That doesn't sound that good. But it's an all right, a, Sony A nine two. Oh no, Sony. You've done it again. Is this the eighth camera they've released this year and specifically the third full frame or maybe not the third. Okay. It's at least the fourth alpha series camera that they've released this year, a mirrorless camera. And it has not, have we heard a word about, they keep saying they're going to release the A7S three, but they're promising big things for that camera. There is, there is like, I keep calling, I keep calling them. It's just radio silence and they ghost me. So <laughs> Gave nothing. Me ghosted. The reps over Sony. there, but yeah, this is the A92. Uh, it's their flagship mirrorless camera, starting at forty five hundred dollars. So this is definitely for Ka-ching. the pros out there. 
Um, and basically, the, the there's not a lot really new. The main thing is that it's uh, just bringing faster autofocus, uh, faster shooting, and a lot more connectivity. So the thing now is uh, you now have Ethernet connectivity. So if you're shooting uh, either tethered to something or you know you have the camera set up in a remote location, you're you're shooting t that way. You can get the images faster, uh, and it also has 5G or 5 gigahertz, sorry, Wi-Fi. Um, and one cool thing actually is that it has the ability for voice memos. So say you're sending photos, you know, say you're out in the field of journalists sending photos back to your, you know, headquarters for them to post or, you know, put into a story. You can actually record up to a 60 second voice memo uh, to attach to the photo, which is kind of a cool thing. Very limited use, but it's pretty cool. Um, I, I would see yeah. that being very helpful for the individuals it makes sense for. I know sometimes I'll go to an event and then I'll get back, be editing, forget what happened or kind of wish I knew who that person was or maybe yeah. had more information. That's where these voice memos, which seems almost silly that a camera would record voice memos. But I, I really do think it would be helpful uh, for those professionals kind of doing out in the field work, maybe more active journalism and just want to get some quick notes down without taking the time to write them out. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was just going to say about this, only it's only a 24 megapixel full frame sensor, uh, but it's able to shoot 20 frames per second shooting speed. So that's that's fast. For those yeah, of you who this, don't know, that's fast. This is their camera that they're kind of positioning, you know, for people covering the Olympics. As we mentioned, I think in the last podcast or maybe the one before, the Olympics are like the big thing that uh, every company kind of releases their flagship cameras around. Uh, to try to get them in the hand of photojournalists and sports photographers. So this is Sony's one they're releasing for the Olympics next year. Comes out in November for 4500 Yeah. Yeah, uh, it looks cool, but obviously Sony keeps killing me by not releasing the S3. Uh, yeah, however, so however, I did get something that tided me over a little bit. Gabe, what little, did you get? A little appetizer. Mm, that's good. Something I, that, before the main course? That's, that's Yeah, I, I ate it. Oh. Get the pun? It's the GoPro 8. Oh, yeah. I got you. Yeah, we talked about this in previous episodes. You know, it's been rumored and leaked to death. I even found it listed on Facebook Marketplace. That was really, that was really funny, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was actually legit or not. It was out of Albany, New York. It could have just been someone who found pictures of it. But they have been known to accidentally put them on the floor at uh, Best Buys or Targets before they've been released. Anyways, let's get into what the new cameras are. Uh, so the new GoPro 8 is their action camera. It starts at four hundred dollars, four ninety nine. Uh, whoa, whoa, stays whoa. With that's that two, two different price points. You just you sorry. Said four, starts four hundred dollars, three ninety nine. Okay, that's so con it's confusing how companies do that, right? Okay, that's good to know. I was like, yeah, four hundred bucks isn't too bad for this kind of action camera. Yeah, and this no, one seems pretty good. It's, I mean, it's definitely GoPro is the leader for a reason, and you can look elsewhere. DJI Osmo Action, uh, Instago. Uh, Insta360 Go or even some like off-brands like Xiaomi or other ones. But yeah, GoPro really, obviously companies have, haven't been able to go above 4K30 in these devices. Or no, Until. sorry, 4K, 4K60, sorry, in these devices. Oh. So you're not getting anything. Don't think you're going to get 5K or 6K. Yeah, you know? yeah, this is still 4K60. There was, there was rumors that you were going to get 4K120 on this device. And I was like, no, you're not. That's... They're going to overheat and melt, so it's true. They mainly focused on technology and software with this camera. Yeah, what was what was new with this one, Gabe? So the main new thing is HyperSmooth 
And what's that? Like, why would I even want hyperspace? Yeah, right. That's just a bunch. If you have no idea what uh, GoPro's like interior like naming and schema and what stuff means you have no idea but hypersmooth 2.0 is their new proprietary stabilization technology uh they introduced it last generation hypersmooth one this is hypersmooth two and it really is very good i mean i've used gopros for since the gopro 3 plus and the jump from the gopro 6 to the gopro 7 was huge uh so if they're improving that stabilization even more it's like it's kind of like uh you know a winner just like doing a victory lap they're already so good and they're just making their stabilization even better um one cool thing is like say you were filming a clip and it was like super bumpy at one point you can actually go in and post and hit the boost button and it will be able to like crank the algorithms a little further to stabilize it even more in that one spot that's unbelievable and something that i was very impressed with is hypersmooth 2.0 is available in all resolutions and at all frame rates so that means yeah. your crisp 4K 60 frames per second video can now be hyper smooth. That was that was really cool to me. Um, and they also have some new lenses and new fields of view with this camera, right? So you well, got well, your... Actually, before we get to that, hold on. Let's just get okay. to the GoPro mods because that's the big... Oh, that that's is the other pretty big. big thing. Yeah, and that's they're trying to push these now more for vloggers and stuff because now they have with GoPro mods, which is basically just a way to attach electronic accessories... They now have the ability to put a screen that's facing yourself, like a selfie screen, and which is, you know, the Osmo Action has that on the front that's of it. That's built into the camera. Built into it. But this is nice because it's that that tiny little Osmo Action screen is like worthless, basically. Like you can kind of see the like and frame yourself, see if you're in the general frame. But this is actually a nice like three inch little display that flips up, attaches behind the camera. Uh, you can also attach lights to the GoPro mod mount. And the mod frame itself comes built in with, uh, I think it's an HDMI port, an additional USB-C port, uh, a mic jack, and also a built-in mic, uh, shotgun mic. So they're really going after the vlogger, YouTuber market space uh, with these new attachments. And I think this is great. Like This is a unique approach, different from what DJI is doing. And I kind of like it. I think it makes sense, to your point, having a bigger screen is is huge. Like that makes a difference over having that tiny little screen on the Osmo action. So, you know, the one, you- the one thing I have though, is, um, how like realistic or how, how much sense does it make for, you know, someone to buy this as a vlogging camera? Because say like, okay, so you want to buy like, all right, hero, hero eight, that's eight, uh, that's $400 right there. Yeah, sure. And you go, all right, now I need the accessories. Oh yeah. The, the mod mount and the display mod and the light mod. Well, let's just say the display display mod and the media mod, which is what um, would attach. You need that. You need both yeah, of those. Yeah, that's going to be $160, right? Total? Yeah. Well, that's not too bad. So, yeah, but okay, but you're starting 400 then 160 So now we're at 560 yeah, 560 Then you need the little handheld tripod thing. Okay, that's maybe yeah. another 40 So you're up at 600 oh, that's, for camera. I mean... Like, I feel for 600 you can get a lot better quality point and shoot. Ooh, that yeah. isn't that... Um, you know, because GoPros still only have fixed focus. There's that is no true. Actually, but also... Art, but also, cinematic. hold on now. Let me argue my devil's advocate. Uh, I you like are, it. You are getting a camera that's waterproof you know, can be taken anywhere, uh, is actually a really good quality camera. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if you, if you haven't had a GoPro before, uh, definitely the GoPro eight, obviously as with any new device looks like the best GoPro they've ever made. 
I do think uh, you could buy a used, I mean, buy a GoPro Seven that's reduced price now, um, and still be just as happy. Uh, but yeah, the GoPro Eight. If you're a vlogger, take a look at it. Uh, the other new thing, as you were gonna say, yes, is that um, the lenses. Basically, just it's digital crop that they've added, but now it just has a nice new UI interface. And personally, one thing I like is that they added night lapse video. What is so, night lapse video? Like what? Well, they, you used to always be able to take a night lapse, which okay. is just basically a time lapse at night. But oh, you, it would, okay. it, 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 for some reason, even though it could do a time lapse video during the day, which is basically take a time lapse, automatically turn it into video. When you, you just couldn't night, do it with the yeah, nighttime? like it was like night lapse. Oh, now you got to stitch photos in Photoshop <laughs> Wait, together. What? Yeah, right. It's like oh, all it's you. doing is merging photos together. It couldn't. Yeah. So now it can do that now, and it also has three mics in it. Oh, and they copied uh, Apple's live photos too. So if you take a photo or like press the shutter button, it captures 1.5 seconds before and after you press the shutter at 4K uh, video quality. So you can have it to you know do some cool stuff with. I was I was seeing that this one had a super HDR mode as well, like really bringing in that dynamic range for photos. Y- yeah, with photos, yeah. I mean, they keep they always keep adding buzzwords. I mean, first it was like super photo, then smart photo, and now improved HDR. Yeah. The interesting thing though, because they did up the bit rate to 100 megabytes per second, uh, which matches now the Osmo Action. The interesting thing is they don't have an actual HDR mode on the GoPro and for video. Oh man. Well, maybe so we'll see that in the GoPro Nine. Something well, to look I'm thinking to. maybe the GoPro 9 or maybe we'll see a update down the road. Anyways, we're getting we're spending a long I do love the GoPro so I could Gabe talk all day it. about this. But the other GoPro they released uh Wait, there's another the, one? Yeah, right. This is kind of they call it the GoPro 360 Max. And <laughs> everything has to have the word Max I in know, it these Max days. Max and 360, right? That's two huge buzzwords. But the thing about this one, it's four ninety nine. Okay, so there Ooh, we go. That's, so that's the price. Up, that's I said. up there. So that's a hundred dollars more. However, it's essentially like two GoPros in one. Okay. Wow. You get that? So basically, it's a slightly bigger than a GoPro, but it now has a screen because this is replacing the GoPro Fusion, which was a previous three hundred and sixty camera. And so it has a screen on one side, so you can kind of use it like a GoPro, where you can look at the screen and shoot. But then there's also a screen facing, I mean, a, a, another lens facing towards you on the same side as the screen. So basically the idea with this whole thing is, you know, you strap this onto your self wall or hold it out while film, you know, by, while doing something cool, you know, biking, surfing. Something absolutely epic. Uh, something epic. Or for me, you know, just, just like walking down the street, kayaking slowly through a thing. It's like, <laughs> wow, my life house, sucks. Eating yeah. lunch. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is, you know, this doesn't look as epic as GoPro advertised is like, no, anyway. So yeah, you film it like that. And then in post, kind of like with the Insta360 uh, camera that they've really made cool is you can then punch into different spots um, and use it just like a regular camera. Right. So, oh, that is cool. You can be like surfing. They have one shot. uh, I keep saying surfing because they have one shot of this girl surfing and it like starts like looking out at the wave, but then it quickly spins around towards her. And she didn't do that camera move. She was just holding the camera still. But in post, you can add that pan across the full 360 frame, which is really really, cool. Yeah, that is that is kind of like a new creative tool uh, to add a little bit of more energy, get a different shot, new perspective. I can respect that. I don't know, like that extra hundred bucks just to make that happen, though. I feel like I'd prefer just the regular GoPro Hero 8. Like that, that to me seems like the better... For most people, yeah, there's, there's... uh, definitely going to be going for that GoPro 8. It is, however, nice that they were able to bring the price down. The previous GoPro Fusion, I think, started at like 699 
Ooh. So so they brought it down. Um, and nice. this one does offer improvements over the GoPro um, 8. It has six mics built in, so it has full 360 audio. Um, it can also do something called power pano, which is you get this huge 270 degree distortion free like panoramic type shot. Those are those can like, be quite beautiful. Great for landscapes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other thing is it with time lapses, they call it max time warp, uh, which is basically say like you put the you know put it on a car right and drive through your city, you can like kind of smoothly move around and where you're looking like you could be looking up at the buildings in post and then look forward as you're and this is the whole time lapse as you're moving through it like that is fascinating so you're almost like it's almost like a gimbal i want to say where you can get these like well it's kind of like the i keep thinking the future of cinematography is just capture everything and then go in and post and edit (laughs) just whoever getting mastered post-production of these video files you're going to have a job in the future. Like, all right, say I want to, you know, film uh, at a waterfall. All right, just send my drone out, capture literally capture everywhere, everything. 360 photo or video, and then go in and post and just, you know, frame it up how I want to and move through that space. That's, that's what they did for Avatar, right? Like, they basically, they didn't take photos, but they well, rendered okay, out yeah, like a 3D yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. And then just like... But I, I think eventually it could just be capture a 3D world and then boom. move in. Yeah, whoever, yeah. whoever can master post-production, you're yeah. going to have a job in the future. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, this one has uh, the GoPro Max has 1080p live streaming and 360, um, or I guess that's not 360; it's just 1080p. Um, and, but the resolution for the total camera is 5K, 5.6K, 30 frames a second, and 16.6 megapixels, which is a little low, but is about on par with uh, other 360 cameras out there. And I'm, so. I'm sure they provide a great interface for for doing that too. Like GoPros, GoPros yeah. pretty great. They're pretty great. The two or the the main negative things I have uh, with the new GoPro 8 camera, however, because I like to provide, you know, a little critique, at least on the surface. Um, Okay, we're not there yet. What? You said surface and I just. Oh, oh, very clever. All right. Well, clever. You're getting me off track. Hold on. Hinting. All right. The the negative thing is that it's still the same uh, GP1 chip that GoPro introduced in the GoPro Hero 6. So that's two generations old. Ooh. Yeah, that's a little bit. It's like chewing a piece of gum and it gets stale in your mouth, and, and you just keep right, chewing it, and you just don't stop. And you know, it's time to spit it out, but you just keep on. All right. Yeah, that was a not your best. You have <laughs> you've had better metaphors or analogies in the past. Uh, and the other thing is that it doesn't have um, any wireless charging, which I thought for sure. I, I don't. I'd rather it had fast charging. That's that's how I position that. Yeah, but if you have a GoPro, right? Like they could essentially get rid of any ports or anything. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Which, Gabe. I, don't I think know. fast charging. It's, it's is just. So much it's better. just. I thought. I thought we'd see something like that. The main other thing would be the no HDR video. That's the yeah. main thing. But anyways, moving on. Uh, we have a small other little camera news, right? Uh, uh, yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We? And Gabe, what yeah. is that news? Uh, it's Fujifilm actually teased a new camera. Uh, they didn't release it, so don't get excited they that just you can buy a new it. camera. They teased Why it, they and this, this one has, this one has uh, very mixed reactions. You know, some people love it, some people hate it. Basically, I think the best way is to go look at a picture of this camera, but um, it doesn't have a digital screen on the back. Is the interesting thing. Well, it does and it doesn't. What do you mean Basically, by that? It, it's a digital camera. It's a mirrorless digital camera. However, if you look at the back of it where there normally would be a screen, you have to actually fold, like imagine, all right, if you have a Canon or a 
you know, Sony camera, the screen's facing out. This, the screen is facing in, and you have to fold it down, and it only folds so it's pointing straight up, so you can kind of hold it at waist level and shoot and look at the screen. Otherwise, when it's folded up, the only thing that's shown is this kind of just informational display. Why would they do that? I, I mean, I think it's just trying to... Fujifilm always has taken some really bold, you know, choices. Bold? And they've... Yeah, bold choices. And, you know, to step outside of what's the norm in the camera industry. And they've been pretty rewarded um, by their followers and by camera uh, purchasers because people kind of appreciate something different. And, yeah, this might not be a hit, but I don't know. I kind of like it. It's a very retro aesthetic. You know, you don't have an LCD screen right there staring you in the face. Uh, definitely, I don't think it would be, obviously, for video shooters, though you do have a viewfinder, so you could okay, use yeah, it. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask More that, like, for photographers. Okay. I, so, it actually anyways, yeah. kind of reminds me of the old school brownie cameras where you actually were looking down to take your photos. Yeah, right. That's that's what it's kind of supposed to be like a rangefinder type thing. Okay. Um, maybe. Yeah, I mean, this is this is not uh the, you know, going to be uh, you know, a mainstream game changer camera, but this is definitely something that is, you know, interesting and I always like the more interesting and unique designs because they show either what camera companies are working on um, and kind of ki- ideas of kicking around and where the company could go in the future or um, just kind of they just show them having fun and just like being original. Sure. Which is always good. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are people out there who will enjoy that product. I'm not going to be one of them. Gabe, I think it's time to take off. You know, we've had a lot of stationary. Well, I think actually it's time for not sponsored. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Uh, my watch is off. What can I say? Uh, yeah yeah you want to reset it yeah i can reset it you got it get a timer up while i'm at it too right yeah were you not on were you not on uh daylight pinch to zoom savings no time? i was not i was not on that yeah, time and that that that's why uh, it was off but anyways it is time for not sponsored why don't you go first because actually i haven't thought of one for once brilliant and i'll think of one i'll do a steps in and think of one last second I, I look around my room quick quick what have i not chosen let me look let me look, let me look around oh my your God, room perfect. and find something this work this right, ties in we so go. well. I got a timer here. Uh, you ready? Yeah. Here we go for you. This episode of the Pinch to Zoom podcast is not sponsored by Arrow and Board. For those of you who don't know, Arrow and Board makes beautiful handcrafted watch bands for your Apple Watch and other devices. Uh, these are leather made in the USA. Beautiful design, great aesthetic to make your timepiece look beautiful on your wrist. Um, with comfort and style for your next event. So consider checking out Arrow and Board for Apple Watch watch bands. Nice, Arrow and Board. Uh, I'm not bored. That was very interesting. I think, wasn't that, was that the watch band in the video? that? Uh, I, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Gabe and I filmed this iPhone unboxing video, and I had my Apple Watch on, of course. Yeah, well, I, it was, it was for, it's for my channel, but Stetson was the hands in the I video. I was the hands. So I could I was the director there, you director, know, with the French hat on, smoking behind the camera. Cinematographer. Um, yeah, exactly. And I was just the hands. And, and he got a he got a comment actually one of the, you know one of the comments that was talking about something other than the phone was talking about uh, Stetson's watch band and wondering what type it was. Yeah, so. yeah. So that that's it. I actually I really like that's it. It's a testament. Um, but it's like eighty bucks. But yeah, that's, there you go. Yeah, all, Apple watch bands in general are pretty expensive. I think it's a great style though. I, I love that leather look. All right, Gabe. And is it how long have you had it? Does it hold uh, up? Well? I've had it for about a year, and I've been like the sizing has gotten where it fit perfectly, and now it's kind of a little bit loose, but it has a really nice worn in look to it. 
I'm a big fan. So far, one year going strong. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. All right. Gabe, are you ready? Are we ready for the next? Yes, I'm ready. You have your item in mind. You were able to find yep. something around your room. I have. Yep. On your I mark. Have, yeah, get thought about what set. I've used. Begin. Uh, I want to say that we're not sponsored by Dropbox. I know a lot of people have been actually getting sponsored by Dropbox, but I would like to say that we're not sponsored there. I just, uh, my new subscription, you know, yearly came up, had to pay $120 because that's their new price. However, I'm getting two terabytes of cloud storage for that price. And I got to say, Dropbox is really blowing away the competition. Their app for your phone is great. Their app for your desktop integration is great. And you can now do file requests. So you can send someone a link and they can upload files to your folders and you got them in the cloud. That's it. 30 seconds. That was pretty and good. Yeah. I should do a buzzer. I'm bad at that. And yeah, you should also get Dropbox too because it's great. Yeah. Dropbox, I've, I've used them. I use them at work. I will say uh, very strong doesn't... desktop application, extremely weak online website experience. That's going to be my hot take there. All right. Okay. But I mean, I think it's not as good as Google's, but it's it's getting better. Yeah. It, it's weird. We're like Google Drive is way better, I think, for an online interface, but Dropbox is way better for just an app syncing your files to your computer. I don't know. I, it's it's really good. They're really good. But but two terabytes for 120 bucks is like, that's a good price. It's pretty good. It's yeah. a bummer that it's yearly, but you know, that's, that's just what it is. And um, as opposed to what? Like a one time, you could buy an external two terabyte drive for sixty. Yeah, but bucks. they have to keep paying for the electricity, sir. <laughs> I get, all right, all right, Gabe. Yeah, all, all right, right. Moving all right. on. This is I'm actually hired by them, so. So you were sponsored. Wait a you. minute. Oh, wait, no. oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. All right, moving on now because we're getting back into quick, quick, quick extended news. news. Long oh, news. Oh no, it's ex- quick. It's quick extended. Extend plus. Oh, quick news. Extend uncut. Uncut. Max. Plus, yeah, plus max edition. There we go. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Uh, yeah, you were saying it's time to take yeah, off. Yeah, time to what take off. Did you get the hint there of what I wanted to talk about? Are we st- we're stripping? Take Go, off clothes? No, 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 game. Oh, no. Put it back. Put it back oh, on. Oh, this doesn't, oh I mean, my this God. Doesn't, it doesn't really come through in an audio medium, but I guess. I think. Oh, all right. I wanted to talk about I the think new I know drones. What you're talking about. Gabe, yes. The drones. The drones. What did the we have new? Have we, had, we had two big this ones. This is also, t- this is tiding me over as well. I, I've been actually very appeased and what's no not appeased uh pacified there we go i've been you know very happy the a7s3 is still not out but we've had some new drones released that have been uh keeping me very happy and and dronified big, so big first news, off, right wait so gabe uh yeah. these are probably from dji the the leading oh, no, manufacturer of... a, no 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 no, no 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 they're no, not sir what are you doing this is 2019 dji is the company that releases original video series and um that's about it maybe maybe occasionally they'll release an action camera that is not very well made or they'll release some other device or announce some partnership with a government agency but that they don't make drones stetson obviously oh oh well my mistake yeah. so what are we looking at here uh so first off we'll start with the less exciting one uh unique who is still a, a company they still exist they were famous for they made the unique breeze which is their small little kind of selfie style drone uh they made the unique typhoon which was a bigger phantom style drone and then they made the unique uh typhoon oh no wait typhoon i don't know what i said anyway the typhoon h is their uh hexacopter uh so it has six blades on this so you have good redundancy uh it folds up smaller however it's still very big compared to like a mavic pro or a mavic yeah, this Air. thing is big but, yeah it's massive but the, the exciting thing is because unique has always made like pretty good drones 
and their controllers are you know a bit large but they're still pretty well made however their big thing has always been camera quality has just not thumbs down big thumbs down yeah i mean you work you work for a company that sees a lot of drone footage and if have you seen stuff shot on yeah we just don't we just don't use pilots. You just throw it in the garbage. Yeah, it's just the garbage not bin. even po- We don't even bother. Like the footage is yeah. just so much worse than the other drones out there. Um, you yeah, wouldn't think it'd be that noticeable. It's noticeable. It's noticeable. Yeah, and and that's and that's a sad thing because a it's nice to have other drone companies other than DJI, but also their uh, Typhoon H has uh, the legs that retract and it gets 360 camera rotation, which is something that you know DJI doesn't have except for on their Inspire. So, you know, this new, yeah, very expensive. This new uh, drone is also expensive, though. It starts at $2,200. But the exciting thing is they have a new partnership with Leica. So this is the new Typhoon H3. Um, and they have a Leica made or like kind of created in partnership with camera that shoots 10-bit Y-Log. Um, Leica calibrated DNG RAW. So it's a very good color software behind there. And it has a one-inch sensor. Wow, so, that's great. Those are big moves. Yeah. Yeah, we should see a greatly improved camera quality, uh, video quality from this, hopefully. I mean, it's still, the sad thing is it's still based on an older drone, right? This drone's been out now for probably three years or so. I mean, Um, if the drone itself works, like, that's not the problem really with Unique. It was the image quality. So this, I think this is actually a huge step in the right direction. Um, And and the one cool thing I did see is they do have a mode that you can uh, set called Cruise Control. Where you can set the drone flying and then start and just focus on the uh, camera movement. That is right? potentially risky, potentially dangerous. Potentially risky, yes. But you can also, I think it also in the app, you can set boundaries. Um, like, all right, don't fly outside of this area. So you can start it though flying. Like, say you want to fly down a road and focus on, you know, a car or someone biking or walking. You can do that. Or you could have just got a DJI Mavic Pro and done active track and it does that all for yeah, you. Yeah, but so. you know what? That's uh, okay. Whatever. We don't talk about them. But anymore. yeah, that that was that was an interesting drone. The one that's more exciting. Exciting. Speaking of active track sets in is what this is the Skydio drone two. Skydio two, um, and what makes this so great, as Gabe alluded to, is their autonomous flight mode. This drone is based on autonomy. You literally set it off in the air. It doesn't come with a controller out of the box. And yeah, that's impressive. Right? Like this drone doesn't come with a control. Let that sink in. No controller. What it does. It's sinking in. Does it hit you yet? Oh, it hurts. Oh, ow. What is this? <laughs> ah, stop it. Stop it. It's sinking in. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, and what it does no is. No controller it, for $9.99. Just control with a smartphone. It'll track you. It's like active track on steroids. This drone is using six 4K cameras for a vision positioning system to create a model of the world as it's flying. It'll track you, predict where you're going, navigate around obstacles, and keep you in frame. This works like magic. I saw a video on The Verge on this. Very, very impressive what this drone is able to do with its autonomous flying mode. Um, And it's shooting 4K 60 frames per second video. It's got a three-axis gimbal that can point upwards and um it's got some interesting accessories as well so it's got yeah the the big thing is that they uh did add a remote because i know they this is their second drone as the number sky Dio two implies right number yeah, two that's not like two as in also when, when yeah. i release a product gabe i'm starting yeah. at number two just to make people think <laughs> it's that much better i start i start up and go down <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, so the new 
thing that they did uh, with this drone is a lot of people who brought the Skydio R1, which was funded via Kickstarter or Indiegogo, I forget which one, they complained because they wanted the ability to control it like an actual drone sometimes. That seems reasonable, like a reasonable request. Because you're not always filming yourself or, you know, a subject. Sometimes you're just filming landscapes or whatever. And so, yeah, now you can add on to the drone's $9.99 price tag, which is a lot more affordable than I think originally the first one was $2,600 I, I or something. I had 2000 down for that one, so... It was pricey, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, you can add on a drone controller... Uh, that's basically a rebranded Parrot Anafi controller. Yeah, I was a little disappointed and at that. That's $150. Hey, it's, at least you get a controller. The other exciting thing is their uh, Sky Beacon, or Sky Dio Beacon, which is this little uh, handheld like magic wand where you can point, you know, a drone go over here kind of type thing, and it'll go over there, or you can activate the different orbit modes. Uh, and additionally, it then extends the flight range and that it can go out 1.5 kilometers from you and it tracks the GPS position on that device. Right. So you can actually keep this wand in your pocket. And because the drone is connected directly to that, it will be able to track you and your location a much better than without it and b from a greater distance. Even if you're not in frame, if you're behind an obstacle or something, that drone can kind of keep you locked in thanks to that wand. I'm actually interested. I had air wand written down is the name for that but maybe i'm mistaken nope no nope you are mistaken okay okay i, I mean yeah that's basically what i have for the skydio too yeah it my uh instant take on it is it's exciting um you know i i have a mavic pro 2 i doubt that it's going to match on image quality the dji dji has just been doing it longer that's that's my main hesitation they, is they low-key have a huge stake in Hasselblad and use one of their cameras on their drones yeah so it's that's my my main hesitation is this is a startup company you know this is only their second drone DJI I remember you know remember their second drone their third drone even the Phantom 3 I remember flyaways I remember all sorts of issues the Phantom 4 I remember issues the, even the Mavic like it's only really until the Mavic 2 that they've had a perfect launch uh of a drone that's funny get it launch drone yeah I know thank you uh so i it's that's the thing my only hesitation here uh with this i I like how they're made in the usa i think that's really cool i can't see anyone buying this if i'm being honest with you i'm just thinking about the projects we're having really i don't know but i think i think you're thinking of the wrong type of people think of people who are stupid no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, don't, I don't see have you've pre-ordered idea. this yeah, one. right now. now uh, yeah, I've pre-ordered five of them, actually. Uh, no, the the uh, people who are going to buy this are actually GoPro-type people. I'm yeah, thinking people you're right, you know, who are into, into action, into just doing stuff rather than having to focus on filming. That's what the big way they're pushing this drone. You know, say you want to go for a bike ride um, and film yourself. You can literally just take this drone off. It has a 23-minute flight time, um, and it will follow you. While you do that, and Skydio says the big thing that's incredible is they back it by saying that as long as you're following their flight parameters, which we'll have to see what the fine print is there, that they'll replace or repair your drone should uh, it crash. That's a very strong claim, and I think you are right. This is for creators, YouTubers, vloggers, I don't know, people who want to film themselves and do more creative cinematic work. It is not for the types of paid drone projects you would typically see on maybe the like film sets or film shoots or um, like shooting commercial real estate, for example. You need finer control of the camera and gimbal um, and, you know, I, I think more planned shots as opposed to autonomous flying. But yeah, this is this is more like less drone, more flying camera kind of like 
Yeah, exactly. There we camera. go. Like following camera. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, so you can pre-order that. Uh, not really. Actually, you can't really pre-order it. It comes out in November, but you can get in line to pre-order, to order it yeah, for $100. Yeah, I think you have to put down a $100, $100 yeah. deposit. It's refundable. I've actually put down the deposit because I'm interested in this drone. I like it, Gabe. Um, I like it. And yeah, so check it out there on our website. Check out the video, at least, just showing how of it in action. That's an impressive thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see this. And my prediction is I think we'll see some sort of announcement or teaser from dji within the next week so they released this on october 1st i think we won't go past october 7th or 8th actually probably maybe okay maybe maybe october we won't go past the halfway point of the month before dji will say um hold on a second did you guys forget someone i actually like that i think the most about competitors releasing drones is it's just like poking the bear like someone has poked dji the bear is woke we're going to be seeing something awesome very soon from the lead leading manufacturer of drones. That's the hope. But moving on, we got two more things to talk about today. This this is the longest quick news I think we've ever yeah, had. But it, that's right. It's the Quick News Extended Plus Pro Max. So you better yes. you better expect the big 11, things. The thir- three hundred sixty one uh, quick news. So I think we should just dive into the Microsoft Surface event. What do you think? All right, let me get my swimsuit on, a uh, swim cap. Yeah, get ready. Goggles. Suit up. Right. Here we go. Should we try Three, and do this one, one a little go. bit faster? Let's just let's give people the highlights of the new devices that are coming sure. out that are actually released that they can pre-order or buy now. Okay, so let me just skip those two. Uh, let me just uh, chuck yeah, this one get, out. Yeah, get, get rid, rid of that one. Microsoft a lot announced some things you can't buy. The two things you can buy are the Surface Pro X and the Surface Pro 7. Now, okay, what are these devices? I mean, they are their laptop all-in-one touchscreen tablet flip-around display devices. This is correct. Right? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I don't have much notes on them, so I'm giving this to you. Perfect. I'll I'll kick it off. Surface Pro X. This is more of a mobile platform device. What I mean by that is it's using the Surface SQ1 processor. This is a co-engineered processor between Microsoft and Qualcomm. It's an ARM-powered device, which is using mobile-based processing, hopefully for better battery life. And what's cool is this has integrated LTE connectivity. So if you've ever wanted your laptop to be always connected to the internet, Surface Pro X is for you. The uh, disadvantage to this you can't game, so it does not support OpenGL games um, and oh, no. and apps like Dropbox that Gabe was just so uh, uh, impressed what? by. No Dropbox? Yeah, it can't integrate into the file system of your system oh, uh, no. because of that. What is cool is it does have a removable M.2 SSD. It'll work with the newly designed Surface Pen. This is a slim pen that actually slots into the top of the keyboard and will charge there. Uh, And this device is starting at $1,000 with 8 gigs of RAM and 128 gigs of storage and two USB-C ports and fast charging. It's going to be available later this holiday season. I think this is a pretty compelling device from Microsoft. I love the touchscreen functionality, especially on the beautiful 13-inch display of the Surface Pro X or Surface Pro. Yeah, Surface Pro X. See, Apple, they confuse me. Their X is pronounced 10, and then Microsoft Surface 10, and, and then X, it's, it's a Surface Pro X. You have, to, you have to decide how you want to do it, Seth, and that's what it is. I get to decide. I have the power. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to dive into the next one. 
Are you uh, ready for here it? Here we go. Swim trunks tied, ready to go. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. We're looking at Surface Pro. Oh, no. His pants slid oh, off when he oh, dove in. Oh, okay. Oh, we no. got to censor that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'll keep talking. Maybe no one will notice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Surface Pro 7. This is a slightly smaller device than Surface Pro 10. It is a full desktop. I don't know, desktop. It's a, more of a laptop, more of a proper laptop. Intel core processor we got the i3 in there you can bump that up i believe to the yep the i7 the platinum intel core i7 um it's got a USB C port starts with four gigs of ram 128 gigs of storage uh it's a versatile two-in-one laptop and tablet starts at just 750 dollars coming october 22nd and what i thought was interesting on this device i was briefly looking through it on microsoft's website they have what they describe as scenarios and let me, let me just read this to you word for word here it says okay all right a versatile two-in-one laptop for working and playing your way shopping banking on-screen writing and streaming netflix i like how they just streaming netflix is explicitly highlighted in there i thought that was funny as opposed to just streaming video just, yeah just just netflix everyone knows it's yeah. a good netflix device everyone knows it's netflix um yeah, yeah so so that looks pretty did good did you see also they released the surface laptop 3 as well yeah gabe what do we have for that i didn't take any notes on that i just i mean i'm i mean i just only have a couple notes but it's a 13.5 inch on uh, 15 inch model starting at 9.99 uh yeah this is i don't honestly know why you'd get their laptop rather than the actual surface um or the surface uh what surface is that the pro, pro, x pro x versus the pro 7 I mean, I guess if you want a laptop, it's very thin. Um, it you know it USB C uh, and it has a new tenth gen ten nanometer processors uh, with AMD Ryzen chips. So yeah, it's I mean this is basically a comparison to the Mac Air, very similar. MacBook Air. Uh, yep, that's what I'm. <laughs> that's what you meant to I, say. I do have to. I guess they don't have a Mac Air, <laughs> but also that'd be weird if they did. So yeah, very similar to MacBook Air. Uh, and if you're a you know Microsoft user, this would be something to look at. However, I think the Surface uh, Seven or the Pro X are more exciting. But we got something to listen to uh, and connect to the devices, right? That's Stetson? correct, Gabe. We have what are called Surface earbuds. And thinking about it now, this name actually makes a lot of sense because there is a large Surface on these earbuds. Oh. Well, I don't think that's why we're doing they... touch control. Oh, Gabe, you were, you were, this you were is more about I think this is more about product continuity <laughs> and the naming, naming scheme. <laughs> yeah. Gabe, you were I they look they look like uh you know those pop socket things? I do know those pop back socket phones? things. They look like you just decided heck with it. I'm just going to put one of them in my ear so I can easily hold on to my own head. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. It's it's <laughs> that's kind of what they look like. They have a, correct. They have an external large like where the airpods or other buds kind of are rounded you know and curved or some way on the outside these just have a flat surface that kind of sticks out kind of almost looks like you gauged your ears oh i know uh, yeah but you're absolutely right like with those circles above your yeah it's yeah. weird um it's a little weird but i have a feeling that there's a very high likelihood that we could see a lot of people wearing these sometime um, soon maybe but also it's a microsoft product so also possibly not <laughs> but they start at 250 which is a little bit steeper uh than the airpods and you yeah, and even the Amazon buds they, too. They are a bit steep. I think what Microsoft is hoping here is people will enjoy the additional features they come with. Uh, That's so true. It's got eight hour eight hour battery life, twenty four hours with the charging case, um, and again that huge touchpad on the outside could make it potentially easier than using touch controls on the AirPods or other headsets. 
What is really cool is you can make or give a presentation using Microsoft PowerPoint, of course, but these buds will automatically live transcribe what you're saying and display it on the screen. This was really cool. That's that's pretty impressive. It was, it was really impressive. And Microsoft demoed this during the presentation they gave. Wow. I don't know how much of it was staged. Do you think they were actually, yeah, do you think they are actually demoing that? Or I don't, that I don't know. Free? It it was pretty impressive regardless. And I think that's, you know, the design is up in the air, but that's a compelling feature and kind of cool. Although, to be fair, you yeah. could you could do that with any headset with a microphone. Like, I don't think it should be restricted to just those. True, but it's, it's like, do they have it well incorporated in, yeah. like, this For integrated sure. software and little delay and stuff like that? Yeah, so... 249 for those are coming out i think november right i think you're right sometime sure. november yeah. um but the thing let's let's move on to the stuff that's not coming out till next, next year next year 2020 holiday 2020 what what are they doing talking about these products? i don't know i was actually gonna ask you that like is it worth mentioning oh. what what is even well they've, i mean they've already started talking at um e3 i know microsoft was talking about their new next xbox like the scorpio oh, right, right, right. what are they calling it again i forget I don't. We're such gamers. We we obviously know exactly every spec about it. But yeah, they companies like to demonstrate uh, future you know products they have coming out, unless you're Apple, and then they like to keep them shrouded in secrecy. But Microsoft, I think, is working on some exciting stuff. So they were like, here they are. And what were, what was that stuff that they were right. saying here? So no leaks. You know, that's one one advantage. No leaks because these are officially announced. True, they're already officially leaked. And they were the Surface Neo. And the Surface Duo, two devices here. Whoa! Yeah, that's right. I like I like the names. Neo and Duo. Neo is a tablet from the Matrix laptop hybrid, also from the yes. Matrix. And to yeah. to describe these devices, I think the best thing you can do is to grab two iPad Minis, and then <laughs> okay, all right, I got. Oh, hold on, let me order them from okay. Apple. Okay, right. so we'll be about uh, five days. All right, let's come okay, back. Okay, five, five days. days. Resume. All right, five days later, and I we're got back. two iPads. And all you're going to do is you're going to like okay. attach them together as if okay. they have a hinge. Right. Got some duct like tape. Like a, a yoga book, right? All right. It's a 360 hinge, so you can swivel them all around. Oh. Are oh, you wow. seeing that? Yeah. So it's like you can, you can have the screens facing each other. Um, so you have like a big wide screen that's made up of two iPad minis. It's like a book. But you can also, yeah, but you can also open it all the way and just use one screen and have the other screen facing the other way. That's correct. That's correct. So so this wow, is that is cool. This is Microsoft's dual screen device. This is the Neo and it's two nine inch displays. It can basically be, like Gabe mentioned, a single screen tablet or a dual screen device. And what makes this device so compelling is it's using a glass display. And instead of having the display fold it's just using a 360 degree hinge. So I think we're going to see greater durability. It's not going to have the same problems that the Samsung Galaxy Fold is having that we're seeing now with that plastic screen. People are easily breaking it. This is really going to be a, a more premium, more durable device. Um, it's going to be running Windows 10X, which is basically a proper version of windows it's going to run everything all your traditional well it i think it's it's designed more for two screen it's, devices it's right? optimized yeah. for two screen devices but it can run all your traditional apps and and proper yeah. desktop apps um and then they have what what they call the wonder bar game what do you think of the wonder bar do you, do you know 
what I'm talking about I here. think, is the one to bar the keyboard? Is that it's, what it is? It's like yeah. the thing above the keyboard. Well, okay, so yeah, basically they have this, re- they designed this really thin keyboard, at least for this prototype device they have, that's, ma- magnets are a big thing with this, uh, with the Neo, and so they have, with magnets, it can usually be held on the back of one of the screens, okay? But then if you want to use a keyboard, you just flip it around on top of of one of the screens, all right? So you have it in that kind of clamshell shape and you have you know one screen facing you, one screen facing up, and now you have a keyboard on top of the bottom half towards you, but then you have a little bit of space at the top that is still touch screen. Um, and so you can be typing on the keyboard and then just like kind of like a bigger actual screen version of the touch bar on a MacBook Pro, you now have the ability to access quick functions up there at the top. Yep, so that can be used for emojis, GIFs, you can pin content there. What I thought was kind of cool is you can also use it as a trackpad to kind of navigate around the interface. That, yeah, um, and that's exciting. Gabe, you mentioned the slim keyboard that's magnetically attached to the back. Neo also has a slim pen, which is similarly Whoa. magnetically attached to the back where it can charge. Um, I've, I've mixed feelings about this. I'm an iPad Pro user, and I love how the pencil can magnetically attach to the side. I'm concerned with the Neo um, if that pencil can really stay on there, if you're slotting it into a backpack. Um, but but hmm. yeah, this was a really cool device from Microsoft. We still don't know specs, pricing, availability, um, but they were, to your yeah. point, I think announcing it early just to get this out for software developers and hardware developers to, I think, try and have a stronger launch for it basically in 2020 when it's finally available for purchase. And also possibly, uh, we know other companies are working on dual screen devices, possibly to get their name out and get their products out in people's minds. For the right, and, and get people to hold off. Like, I think some people are and just waiting. And there's another one too, right? Yeah, so that was the Surface Neo, again, running okay. Windows 10X. Then we have Surface yep. Duo. This is where okay. you take two, what is the duo? two iPhones yep. slapping together. All right, okay, wait, hold on. Let me order those two iPhones. <laughs> and we're back. All right. Back five days later. All right, here's the two iPhones. All right, slapping together. It's basically a smaller version of the Neo. Okay. So just add a 360 hinge to that. Wait a second. Hold on a second. I are you describing a Windows phone? That whoa, whoa, Stetson. No, 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 no. We're not going back to Windows Phone. It, we we got rid of that OS a while. Don't ago. worry. I have good news for you. Yeah. Okay. This phone is Microsoft is working with Google. And this phone will be running Android. So it's going to be an Android-powered oh, dual-screen so device. So it's Microsoft's hardware, Android software, That's right? That's correct. That that seems like a pretty good duo right there. Oh, yeah. I got you. Uh, it is a, it is a duo. Go. Thank you very <laughs> the much. The crowd goes I'll wild. Take, I'll take my all right, pun You guys can stop Emmy applauding award. for Gabe. They won't, but it's all right. We'll just continue on. I mean, that's... So, all right. So this is a f- dual-screen device. Not like the uh, Samsung or or Huawei devices where it's a foldable screen. It's a hinge device. Who thought in 2019 it would be Microsoft that would be saving the dual screen devices by bringing people back to hinges? I, I don't know. I You know, I actually think this is the best implementation we're seeing of a folding device. Uh, but I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Like, I think with most products, companies see, all right, what are consumers' needs? What problems are we are they having? How can we solve them? How can we meet those needs? With this product and with the Surface Neo, I feel like Microsoft is, how how can we make a, a cool product? And then how can we just pitch it to consumers? Like, how are we going to get people to buy this? I don't, 
I don't know, like, is this better than what they have? Is it going to be easier to use? Gabe, what are, what are your thoughts about these devices? Like, is this the future of, of mobile I think work? I think the Neo and the Duo are very cool. I think dual screen devices are definitely going to be the future. You know, we're trying to figure out more ways to put bigger screens in our pockets, right? And we've kind of reached the current state of phones are about, this is about all I can fit in my pocket, really. But if I can fold up a device like the Neo that's larger, I don't think the Neo could actually fit in your Not pocket. Not at all, but, no. Definitely don't do that. But it, it's like, well, actually, I fit an iPad mini in one of my uh, cargo shorts okay, pockets. Good. So possibly there's a chance. Um, but yeah, anyways, the, the Neo is like, it's it's a slightly bigger than a phone. But then when you fold it out, it's actually a big screen that works as one screen. That's a lot more functional. Um, and maybe eventually we'll get folding screens. But at least for now, I think hinges are the way that that you know that company should be working on this because then at least you have a reliable product uh that's going to last a while that also has the you know the functionality of a dual screen device i i think i like what the neo is doing i enjoy using my ipad pro i like um, having a desktop class browser and something that's portable and touchscreen i love the touchscreen i didn't think i'd love it as much i've actually accidentally touched my macbook pro display just because i got used to using the oh, no. ipad um, so I think the Surface Neo, that kind of makes sense where you have this keyboard attachment, maybe it could be a good workstation on the go, but with the Surface Duo, I have a lot of questions about usability where like, all right, I unfold the phone. How does typing on the keyboard work? Is it really faster? Is it going to provide a better experience? Um, yeah, I think I just have a lot of usability questions like how is it going to be better as opposed to how is it going to be different? It's, it's cool. True. That's I'm just... I think I, I want to see a review. little skepticism yeah. there. Yeah. And and that's probably right to have with a product that's not even early in existence and a year off. I Yeah. I mean, we can see it can change for sure. It's it's good to see Android and Microsoft working together, though. That's kind of exciting. That is really exciting. Yeah. yeah Windows Phone needed to just be swept yeah, under the rug. Forgotten yeah. and die forever. And that's so, that's gonna be a really cool wow, partnership. Yeah. That's is that pretty much it for the Microsoft? Yeah. Uh, that was stuff? that was it for Microsoft. Um. I just I realized we may have another product from Amazon though. Really? Yeah. I don't think we can get back well, to that. Well, it's about dinner time right now and ding. Oh, what was that? My Amazon smart oven. Oh no. They released a smart oven too. Well, let's just move on because we don't have time for this. Okay, sounds good. Uh last thing we have talking about is really even just a very quick thing. Uh, that I just thought was cool. The Narbox 2, which, what? Gabe, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, it's uh, G-N-A-R Box 2. Uh, that just started shipping. It's basically a portable SSD that is geared very much for uh, travelers, photographers, uh, videographers on the go who are, you know, just trying to quickly back up a camera. Um, and yeah, it's very rugged. It's very fast SSD. It's also very expensive. That's the what are we thing. talking here? We're talking. We're talking about two hundred fifty-six gigabytes at five hundred bucks. Ooh. Five hundred twelve gigabytes at five ninety-nine, and one terabyte ringing in at nine hundred dollars. Oh my! If you're if you're buying um just regular like a hard drive, you can get four terabytes for under one hundred fifty. So. Big for nine hundred dollars. That's like that's a steep uh, what? markup. That's yeah. a steep yeah. That's like markup. you can get like sixteen to twenty terabytes for the same price. However, the, this isn't. Don't think of this really as a hard drive or an SSD. Um, it's a uh, has a um, SD slot, 
two USB ports, so um, USB-C ports, so you can either record directly to it from a camera possibly, or you can connect your SD card and it automatically backs it up uh, and it has a built-in battery, so then it has a Wi-Fi thing that you broadcast out um, and that's how you can connect your phone to it uh, and you can access your content there as well. Uh, and the whole thing's like waterproof, like drop resistant. Yeah, it's like, it's a very, it's a cool device and it looks awesome. However, I'm like, I cannot afford something this expensive. Uh, that just simply looks cool. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think that is it. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, do share it with... Wow, this is a quick out. We're we're just going to go like that's that? That's correct. We're out. Wow. We're, yeah, well... Well, this is this is what do you, what do we expect coming forward in the next couple of weeks of Tech? Oh my God, Techtober is still going strong. The pumpkin patch is everything is getting ripe all at once. We have yeah. Pixel Four got, coming out October fifteenth. Yeah, 15th. Pixel Four on the fifteenth. We got DJI. I think Gabe's coming predicting out with something. A DJI event. We have an Apple event uh, before the end of October, of course. With we do we actually has that been pop. confirmed? That's not confirmed, but we know there's going to be new Macs and iPads in October. They always yeah, do an event. Like, I mean, it could be early November, but yeah. I don't, I don't think so. The past three years, they've done one in oh, October. Oh, man. Big so excitement. That's, that's my my bet. Um, Anything else? Yeah, I think we'll have to see uh, which, I mean, which companies haven't released stuff, basically, is how you go. You know, which companies is, haven't released wait, anything it, in the past is, two is months. Is the Sony A7S three coming out? Oh yeah! All right, now now we're now we're ending this. That's uh, right, it's not coming right out before it turns hostile. Oh man! So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you not for Stetson for bringing up that at the end. That was not a way I wanted to end this episode. <laughs> uh, actually, why don't, I'm not. I'm just done talking again on this episode. So why don't you finish? Thank it you off? so much for listening. Please share this episode with one person if you enjoyed it. You can follow us on social media at Pinch to Zoom Podcast and at Pinch to Zoom you want you can shoot us an email at pinch zoom podcast at gmail.com with your questions where we can answer them on our we answer your tech questions episode and that's going to be it thank you so much for listening i'm stetson and i'm not gabe and i'm not talking to you and we will talk to you next time you know i was wondering what about trying an unboxing uh with the desk vertical like film instead of filming straight down top down film just forward and turn your desk uh like horizontally oh wait a minute why are all these papers falling yeah you like open it up throughout the box oh crap (laughs) there goes i just broke my screen of this new phone